words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The prophet Jeremiah writes, The Lord says to his people, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths and where the best road is. Walk on it and you will live in peace. Well, it's time for a confession. We do a lot of our shopping in France. Well, Lindy does. She likes to do her big shopping at Carrefour in Fernay. Carrefour, of course, which is the French for crossroads. Leave the dog in the underground car park, up to the shop, blow some euros, and then come back laden with goodies. Just the right amount to get through customs, of course. All at Carrefour, at the crossroads. The poet Robert Frost has a wonderful poem about arriving at the crossroads. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less travelled by. And that has made all the difference. The whole of life, just blinking while being alive, brings us to plenty of crossroads. In the world of relationships... Do I ask her out or do I not? Will I lean in for a kiss or keep my distance? Where is this relationship going at this point? If he asks me, will I say yes or no? Do you take this woman? Do you take this man? The world of work brings us to plenty of crossroads. Is it time to move on in my career? Are we prepared to live abroad? Should I send in that application or not? Decisions, decisions. Which way to go? Which way to turn? And that huge crossroads that can happen when you consider a complete change of direction. A new career. Like Douglas, who was with us last month. Perfectly happy as a head teacher. And then his life turned upside down by the call to ministry. Or you're a fisherman with a good living by the lakeside. Nice life. And then the carpenter comes along and says, come and follow me. Will you you go or will you stay? Life at the crossroads. And that's all for by the great historical crossroads that we can look back to the history books. War or peace, the world on the 
on the brink, old enough to remember the Cuban crisis. What way is this going to go? Long before that, events in Sarajevo. Does this mean war? In the 30s, Chamberlain with his scrap of paper and the hollow hope of peace in our time. History and the giant figures that shape it, bringing us to crossroads. Where so much depends, everything depends on the road taken. The old United Kingdom has been at a few crossroads in recent times. Indeed, I can't think of a a time in my life when there haven't been more crucial moments of choice with huge implications, Scottish independence or not. A nation at crossroads. Remain or leave. These moments are well named crossroads for they are crucial. In countless contexts we encounter the option of different paths. And we run through the reasons that we take the paths we choose. The rationale that underpins our decision. Jeremiah advises in the name of the Lord that when we come to the crossroads, we should ask for the ancient paths. Ask for the ancient paths. And the strange thing is that the ancient paths, though well worn and tried and tested, taken by many wise and saintly men and women, still they are the road less travelled. Most people dismiss them. They balk at the demand. They choose a different road. So what criteria should we use when we come to one of those crossroads that punctuate our journey, our life? Certainly not carelessly following whatever's new. Just because it's new, it need not be better. And this practice should not necessarily be adopted early simply because it's innovative. New can be good, of course, but it can also be shallow and fleeting and mere fashion and of little long-term worth. It's not reactionary conservatism, just good sense to have a measured, considered approach to the decision we make. And just because the path is wide and attractive and there are many people on it, is not reason enough to choose it either. It's not good thinking to say, come on, one million lemmings can't be wrong. Popular does not equate with wise, creative, meaningful, worthwhile. Our primary school teachers used to say, in response to that excuse we made, but miss, everyone's doing it. She would say, oh, and would you all jump off a cliff if everyone was doing it? And similarly, to choose a a path because it's easy is fraught with potential for disaster. Because people having life easy doesn't necessarily make them good, happy, or wise. There are things learned about life and about ourselves when we encounter difficulties and have to be disciplined and rise to challenges and overcome adversity and wrestle with demanding situations. A cushy number, an easy road might seem very attractive, might seem even commonsensical, but it might also make us lazy, underachieving, shallow and weak. Indeed, a man who knows more about millionaires than most of us 
T. Harv Eker, the life coach guru and author of Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, said this, If you're willing only to do what is easy, life will be hard. But if you're willing to do what's hard, then life will be easy. It's a bit like a a footballer who isn't bothered training and then is puzzled how he can't catch the winger as he runs past him. But But the footballer who's worked hard, trained hard, broken sweat, exhausted himself, he's got more chance of that, of achieving his goals. We're also wise not to be drawn to the unquestioning path in which there's no, no time or interest in posing the big questions, addressing the complexities, giving reasoned consideration for the options. When you choose a life that's just lived in an unthinking blur of pleasure-seeking, living in the moment, for the moment, skimming the surface of experience, then all you have is superficiality and froth. Centuries ago, Socrates warned that the unexamined life is not worth living. And it's terrifyingly possible to be that person who never stops to look inside, who never allows themselves to explore the complexities, enter the mysteries, seek the truth, but instead lives merely in the moment, being entertained to death and hopes that these profound questions will just go away. And they die never having wondered, never having felt wonder. There are such people. Standing at the crossroads, of course, there are no certainties in any of this. We make faith choices here, for by its very nature, whichever road we choose will take us into the unknown. Unknown to us, that's for sure. The ancient paths have integrity. And if the wisdom of the past is discarded, it's dismissed to our cost. If it's the case, and it seems to be the case, that we only get one shot at life, this life, it's pretty important that we pay attention. We don't just drift. We ask, why am I doing this? What will it mean for my life if I go down this road? How will this choice impact on my personhood? What are the implications and the consequences when I make this decision to walk this way rather than that way? It's not just Daily Mail paranoia that suggests that a generation of young people is in trouble. Not not all, of course. But a disturbingly significant proportion are alienated, angry, lost, aching for deep loving, looking for meaning. They're eager to to cast off the shackles of bad religion and old prejudices. And yes, there are things to change and things to make new, but foundations matter. The ancient paths that put a premium on values unseen but profoundly influential on the world that we create, the people we become. What our values are shape how we work, how we relate to other people, how we connect. Integrity as a core value, the absence of which creates a a social context in which honesty and loyalty and commitment are eroded and that leaves a, a trail of disappointment and brokenness. 
when trust is diminished or becomes a disposable item. The centre cannot hold. People crumble. People become hollow. If people aren't thinking big picture thinking, if they're not learning that we're not the centre of the universe, then the world will become an ugly and egocentric nightmare. Follow the ancient paths. Follow the ancient paths and you'll soon learn. You'll soon be liberated from the burden of being the centre of the universe. And on that ancient path, people tell us that one of the most powerful and creative resources that people can discover is to allow prayer to be part of that journey and integral to it. Injecting a a profound, grounded new strength, a channel of grace. And people neglect that, then that's to our continuous cost. Why live like a pauper when we can be rich? Why struggle alone when God's grace is waiting there to come into our life? Now all this would just be talk, were it not borne out by the witness and the impressive testimonies of wise old men and sharp-witted, sensible women who've lived in the trenches and survived the bombardment and who've been there in the dark forest and walked the path of pain and questioning and challenge. And they've done that and they've earned the right to, to be heard. They've earned the respect due to the gnarled veterans of countless spiritual skirmishes. And if we dismiss their experience in a cavalier way, ours is the folly. They've got through life for a reason. They've come to many crossroads, you may be sure. And they testify, and when they testify to that, that the Bible is the ground of their morality and their moral compass... And they have stood and they still stand on the strength of that foundation. And they deserve our best attention. When they encourage us, when they say, look, seek first the kingdom of God. Get your priorities right. And that's because they've followed the ancient path and found their fulfillment and purpose and the life in all its fullness that the Bible promises There was an old saying during the war among pilots. There are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are no old, bold pilots. There are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are no old, bold pilots. Because the old pilots got to be old by using wisdom, listening to advice, learning from others who've experienced all kinds of situations and found coping mechanisms and strategies. People who've been there and they can detect a fraud and unmask a falsehood and home in on a fake. And they didn't charge on unthinkingly, driven by ego and bravado and heedless of the consequences and so sure that they were right. They were in this for the long haul. And they got through. They eschewed recklessness and arrogance too many young people have bought into the philosophy I hope I die before I get old 
And by choosing badly, they've lived two short lives and two sad, drugs and violence and emptiness and hopelessness. And they weren't made for that world. They weren't made for that half-life. Wounded and defeated and laughing too loudly to hide the pain. They were made in love for beauty and tenderness, hope and vision and big, bold dreams. The Lord says to his people, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths and where the best road is. Walk on it and you will live in peace. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.